Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast you don't want to miss. I'm Suzanne Harris, and you're about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scenes with an author. You'll find out their secret recipe for creating their book, and you might even get the inside scoop on their next project. If you want to know more about them, we'll tell you where to find them on social media. Joining me today is Father Cornelius Buckley. Father Kahn is here to talk about his book, Poems from Heartland. Dr. Kahn Buckley has theological degrees from St. Patrick's Pontifical University in Ireland and a doctorate from Oxford University. He lectured in Bethlehem University in Israel and LaSalle University in Manila. His writings include not only religious texts, but two volumes of poetry and a mystery novel. Welcome, Father Khan. It's such a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. You know, I'm always curious, as I looked at the bio that I found about you, and I noticed that your writings included religious texts, poetry, and a mystery I wondered how you got started writing. Often there is a backstory about how a person begins to write. Either they were influenced by something they read or uh, author that they read when they were younger, someone recognized a talent and encouraged it, or there was an event that made them feel like they needed to write. What's your backstory? What's the story behind your writing? How old were you? Well, I've been writing poetry all my life, really. It began, my parents and uh, were great lovers of poetry and reciting all sorts of recitations. And uh, my actually an uncle of mine was uh, a poet. It was called the Bard of Knocknagree, a famous poet. And uh, in the school, we learned a lot of poems and we recited them out loud. We had a wonderful teacher who was encouraged us to really feel the poems, you know, and recite them and learn them off by heart. And that gave us a great love of literature, gave me a great love of literature anyway. And uh, then I started from a very young age writing my poems. But I didn't publish them till recently because really I was too busy with my work, my lecturing and my uh, religious uh, as a priest, my work as a priest. It's only lately I've begun to write, to put my writings down and get getting them published. But so that's been a great joy and a great satisfaction for me to share all that my experiences with uh, other people. I've always thought that poets were very special people. I've always thought that a poet has such a way with words and the language and that a poet has a different vision of the world. Do you think that's true? Do you think you see things differently than just a normal person? Uh, no, I don't think so. But uh, I think the poet uh, gives, a, I suppose, more, more livelier and more intense uh, representation of experience and of the world and nature. I am a great lover of nature, of course, a lot of my poems are about birds and the natural environment in which I grew up. 
So the poet gives a deeper insight into those things through the use of words, because words are like magic, really. And they light up experience. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, words are, yeah, words are like, they can be magic, you know, if they're words used in a beautiful way can satisfy. And also, of course, I've always believed that uh, poetry and literature is uh, for the soul, and not just the soul and the heart. Uh, the, from poems from Heartlands, I took my main quote that I put at the beginning of it is, it's only with one's heart that one can see clearly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. That's from the uh, the little prince, Antoine de Saint-Exploré. Uh, it's only with one's heart that one can see clearly what is essential. It's invisible to the eye. So the poet expresses what's in the heart and soul uh, and uh, lights up experiences by the use, the illuminating use of words that transform our experiences and helps us to see things more clearly and more deeply the world around us and our own experiences and emotions and feelings and all sorts of things and our loves and hates and all the human things that make us what we are. That's lovely. That's absolutely how I think about poets. Now, you've done something very interesting in Poems from the Heartland. You've also included drawings that also have poetry. Tell me about the drawings. Well, when I'm doing my poetry, I do little drawings as well to kind of illustrate them. And a lot of, have about a dozen notebooks full of poems and drawings. For example, the first, uh, in the poems from Heartlands, uh, the first, at the beginning of the, the book, there's a drawing of myself and a girl, a girl that I call my angel of poetry. Me and my angel of poetry. All right? And the two of us are together like uh, lovers. All right? And uh, a handwritten then poem going with that. Go down the lonely road where God lives, me and my angel of poetry. Wander in the world together, smiling at cares. Our nuptial rites in lonely stormy nights and dreary winter days. Knit us together in God, like peas in a pod. She puts her arms around me, speaking all that is healthy, comforting and good. From her I have understood everything about everything and learned intimacy and brotherhood. Okay, that's the... That's the handwritten poem that goes with, and there's a little illustration then of myself and the angel of my angel of poetry. That's a good example of both the poem and the illustration. All right. You have a muse. Sorry. You have a muse. You're inspired by a muse to write your poetry. Oh yes, yes, of course. I think that's it's lovely. A, in, in some ways, it's it's about all I. Am I suppose and wish to be. Uh, there's another little poem called The Tree that uh, illustrates that. And it's at the beginning of the poem, Some Hotlands. 
In leaf and limb, the greenest tree, I painted in simplicity, expecting the world to kneel and stare and feel the love I dared to share. And when the broken bow was pain and my world was dark again, I lifted up my silent eye and saw the tree that would not die. The tree I painted was to me both life and all I wished to be. That's the the opening poem in the poems from Hotlands. Where do you get your inspiration? It's a good a good idea or a good gives a good idea of what my poetry is all about. Both uh, myself and all I wish to be. What's in the heart? Like the the quote from the Little Prince. Are you inspired by the world around you? Oh, very much so. Yeah. The, 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 I have one. I have a one about uh, poetry about uh, birds. A whole series of poems about birds because I'm very fond of nature and of birds and of the world around me when I was growing up, which is a very natural world. We were I was walk, uh, reared on a farm, so we had great experiences of nature and uh, uh, the birds, animals, trees. Nature of every kind. I have one uh, here about a sonnet for Mr. Pavarotti Trush, which is about the Trush and the beautiful singing, the singing of the Trush, which uh, mesmerizes the soul. A bird of rare note, the speckled song Trush, born to sing and tuned into the music of the spheres, mesmerizes us with ardent love arias on the edge of each emerald spring. From woodlands where he perches love lost, come rushes of melody so pure, modulated, and harmoniously strong, all of us and the listening trees quiver with intense song. As with throat and chest puffed up, spotted and glistening, he pours out endless pains to his timid bride trushling. So that far and wide, willful, wild and wonderful trills, spangle island bracks spring air, and rare high notes fill the monarch with magic flutes. Neither the nightingale's piccolo solo, nor the blackbird's virtuosa performance on the viola, matches the masterly variations of the Trisha's melodious violin, or invokes such amazement in my alike song-mad soul within. That's about uh, the Tush. I love that, and I love it that you call Mr. Pavarotti Thrush. I think that's a terrific way to think about birds, that they sing opera. I love that idea. Yes, that's right. Yes. Now, this, and, is, uh, your, this is your second collection of poems. You have another that's called The Last Irish Romantic Irish Collection Romantic, of Poems. Yeah. That was, uh, that I launched that at the Lisol. Uh, literary festival, and uh, it was highly praised there by the uh, person who p- published it for me, a Dubl- famous Dublin publisher, and he said it was uh, uh, a very distinctive opening volume. And uh, Bernard uh, Donahue, a famous uh, English poet, uh, said it was brilliant. All right, that's how he described it. So there's a lot of uh, people appreciate 
my poetry. And uh, a lot of it, as I said, is from experiences uh, when I was young, uh, growing up on a farm, but also modern experiences of life today and uh, reflecting that life in the great, like a diamond of poetry, all right, which glitters and glows and shows life in its fullest form. All right. So there's a, there's a little one from my early life. When we at that time we had only we had no electric light, it was just a, an oil lamp, and that's a short one that might, you might like, which is a little bit about of experience of a child being growing up in a little house uh, with uh, without electricity. The lamp is lit. We gather around the fire in the kitchen. That's from the point. This is from poems from the, the last Irish romantic. The lamp is lit. We gather around the fire in the kitchen. In the faint yellow light of an eye of the eye lamp, we are human shades. The damp night all around us is real and close, with its storms of sleet and hail battering the windows. Mother sits by the fire sewing. Father's, father smokes, lost in the settled meditation of a contented man. The milk cans in the backyard rattle in the storm, like bells of warning to a lost ship. I dip a penny pen in homemade ink and write on the stained copybook the few words I know. Will the snow fall and cover our house tonight? The logs on the fire hiss and crackle and soot falls into the flames like young jackdaws falling from their nests. The rest is silence. I press my nose against the cold pane and the woeful face I see really is the woeful face I see really mine. Is the mind wet, cold and lonely as the drenched night, the flailing hail, the flickering light? The milk cans in the backyard rattle in the storm like bells of warning to a lost ship. I dip a penny pen in a homemade ink and write on the stained copybook the few words I know. Will the snow fall and cover our house tonight? Because I still love when the fall snow came because we had no school and we had a wonderful time. Wow. Such picturesque writing. I, I'm, I'm right there in the room. I can see it so well. I know that our yeah. listeners are wondering where they can find your books. Now, they can go to Amazon, and Amazon is very easy to find. All you have to do is put www.amazon.com in your search box feature at the top of your computer and just click on it and it will take you right to their website. In order to find books, there's a search feature that's a, a really long sort of a rectangle that's blank. If you will type into that rectangle that's blank, Poems from Heartland by Cornelius, C-O-R-N-E-L-I-U-S. By doctor, it's, well, actually... Is it under doctor? Doctor, Dr. C.A. Buckley is the title that's used on that uh, poem, Some Hot Dance. Perfect. Special, special colored, special illustrated color edition, because there's a black and white edition, and then there's the color edition, which has the drawings and a little artwork as well as the poems. Perfect. And uh, the poems 
within artwork, all right, which is unique, I think. I don't think any other poet or artist has presented their work in that way. Then when they go to the book, all they have to do, there's an excerpt from the book there, and there's a buy button as well. But you can also find your books on your website. Let's give your website to the listeners. Yeah, my website is uh, The Wonder of the World on Sunday. Uh, it's uh, my main website. And uh, so they can find out all about all my books there and all my books of poems, as well as the other books I've written. Uh, a book about uh, the Sermon on the Mount called uh, Learn From Me. And... Uh, my book about of, of uh, homilies, prayers of the faithful, and so on, for the whole three-year cycle. You also have a blog, I believe, as well. There's a it, your website is an absolute treasure trove of information. You have a blog that started, gosh, quite some time ago, I believe, back in 2014. What kinds of things do you put on your blog? Well, the latest poems that I've written and uh, little reflections of people. And uh, people log into that from all over the world, really. And uh, I get a wonderful, uh, you know, uh, comments from people and appreciation from people from all over the world into that little thing. So uh, the blogs uh, are the latest inspiration, I suppose, and poems that I write. I've one, for example, about uh, in the... My latest one, I have a, a one about the, the COVID-19. I have a book about, uh, a poem about COVID, uh, that uh, the experience of COVID, all right, and how we react to it. That might be an interesting one. I agree. For people, yeah. So you just write poetry whenever a thought comes to you. Is that how it works? Do you start to simply flesh out the thought? How does how does writing poetry work for you? How do your poems come to you? It's not it's not thought. It's more an inspiration. I don't know where it comes from. Really, it's a mystery. That's the mystery of creativity, as. Uh, I was thinking of what Van Gogh said about his paintings. My paintings come to me as in a dream. And it's the same with poems, I think. They come. People talk about the muse. But uh, it's it's some deep part of the self uh, that puts us in touch with the muse and with God and with nature and with everything beautiful in the world. All right. And but uh, it's, it's not a it's not a thought. It's a, an inspiration, a kind of a, a welling up, I suppose, of a mysterious from a mysterious source. That's why, it, as I, as I said in my in that introduction to a poem, some heartlands, uh, I quoted from the Little Prince, what is invisible, uh, that what comes from the heart and the soul is invisible to the eye. All right, it comes from a mysterious source, like, and uh, 
hard to explain. It's a well of creativity that just that blossoms and blooms inside you. It's wonderful. Yes, and it it brings you happiness. It it brings happiness and uh, joy as well. Poetry when you when it comes like that and you express it and it's on the page, then you get great sense of satisfaction and joy and happiness within. It's about the person within, I suppose, nourishing uh, the person within. Maybe that the modern world has uh, neglected, I think that's the greatest thing that's neglected in the modern world, is the inner person, all right? There's no nourishment for it. It's all very superficial and outward. Uh, So this is about what's within. And uh, within, as I have a poem, another poem in my recent thing is called the universe within. There is a universe within us that is beyond understanding, really. And we don't explore that universe enough. When our listeners become readers and they pick up a copy of Poems from Heartland and they finish it, they close the back cover for the last time, either electronically or physically, is there some message that you would like for them to take away from your poetry? I suppose what I would like them to take away is the delight. The delight of art and of uh, poetry. The happiness that it expresses and the richness of life that it, it expresses. Uh, that's uh, the last drawing that I have on my thing is called, it's a drawing of uh, kind of abstract art. The only one, there's only one thing to describe art, delight. Delight in the soul and the mind. Delight in the will to create. Delight in creation and what is created when it is great and glorious. Delight in all the art before us and all that the art that is safe on the transformed page. Delight that is ages, aged and unaging. The soul on the wing. And uh, I suppose that that's what I want people to get, a sense of the delight and glory of uh, the po- poetry and of the word and of literature and how un- how can enrich us uh, beyond measure. Father Con Buckley, it has been such an absolute pleasure to talk with you, and I want to thank you so much for sharing so many of your wonderful poems. Thank you for being our guest today on Books on Air. Thank you. Delighted. I'm delighted to talk to you. You're wonderful. And take care, and God bless. Thank you, sir. Remember, you can find all of the books by Dr. C.A. Buckley on Amazon. And the book we've spoken about today is Poems from the Heartland. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on iTunes as well as iHeartRadio. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope you'll join our next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so very much for listening.